You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. So I'm on holidays for the last couple of weeks visiting with friends and such. And, you know, when you get my age, which is around 60, um, you know, a lot of your friends are older, some are younger and whatever. And, and, and we started talking about retirement ages. And, you know, in the old days, it used to be retirement is 65. But now that's kind of changed. And we're asking, is there even a retirement age in Canada? Is is there any significance to this? Let's bring in Howard Levitt, senior partner, Levitt Chief Employment and Labor Lawyers Offices in Toronto and The Hammer and eight other provinces as well, and author Howard Levitt. Howard, thank you for the time. Hope you're well. I'm well. Thanks for having me. So um, is there or is there not a retirement age in Canada anymore? There's not and hasn't been for many, many years. So people can re- continue working as long as they wish. And if an employer says anything to suggest exiting them because of their age or they're disproportionately terminating older employees, they've got a bit of a bonanza, not only a good wrongful dismissal case, and also the older you are, the more severance you get, but also a human rights, <coughs> excuse me, a human rights claim for additional damages or punitive damages adding to the wrongful dismissal case. So how did it used to be, Howard? What happened at 65 before? What rights did you have, did you not have at that point? Well, you have no rights, really. At 65, there was mandatory retirement because the Human Rights Code defined age between 19 and 65, so you could discriminate over 65. No issue. So you talked about severance. Um, what happens once you get to that point, uh, if you're still, say, whatever age, over the old age of 65 and such, are you still entitled to all of that as you were, sure if, you would, if you were like 40 or 50? I had a case recently where I, well, a couple of years now ago, where I acted for two people in their mid-80s, hmm. and they sued for wrongful dismissal, and they won got a court judgment or they got 24 months pay each. And part of the reason was given their age it would be hard for them to find other work. And is it, how does an employer balance this? Um, uh, especially when some may look at this as a loss of productivity. Others may, you know, say, no, I'm fine till I'm 90 uh, and, and can still be doing my job just as well as I used to be doing it. How do you balance that? like you do with every other employee. Some employees are better, some employees are worse. And if somebody isn't doing a good job, then you performance manage them. On the other hand, if it's an age-related disability, the employee has to be accommodated if another job exists that the employee be accommodated in. But understand, if you're working in an accommodated job for human rights reasons, you could be paid the, the rate for that job. So if someone can't do their old job very well, they could do a lesser job, and it's because of their age that they... Mm-hmm got various physical disabilities, the employer can move them to the lesser paying job and pay them the lesser wages. So once you turn 65, does an employer, should an employer, can an employer say to you, what are your plans? We'd like you to retire or can any, do you have that discussion? When I act for employees, I say to them, be careful and listen to any suggestion of the word retirement because the word retirement means age related discharge and you'll get extra money if you can prove that was said to you. So no, the employer cannot say that. They can never use the word retirement with anybody. And if they start asking people their plans around age 65 or older, they're going to be accused by the court of human rights discrimination. Such getting them to leave because of their age. And that's a direct violation of the human rights code, just like letting them go because they're black or they're gay or other grounds of human rights discrimination or they're pregnant. 
Obviously, uh, another issue in a post-pandemic world, people working from home, uh, in some cases, for since the beginning of the pandemic at this point. Uh, what do you have? What sort of rights do you have if you're continuing to do that and, or feeling pressured to come back? What What is the situation if you've been doing something for the period of time that, that some have? That's a very good question. I would have said up to a year ago and maybe a little even more recently than that, if an employer told you to go back to your job because it's opened up again, you have to go back to your job in the office, period. But the employers have now let people work past that point. So unless they've got some sort of an agreement with the employee, they can call them back when, at some given time in the future, which most employers are too careless to create those contracts, which they should have created. An employee at this point can say, I'm sorry, but the term was I was going to go home because offices were closed because the government require you to stay closed. That's not the law anymore. You've been allowed to stay open for two years, three years, and you never ordered me back to work. So that has now become a permanent part of my employment. And if you make me come back to work, that's a constructive dismissal. I think a court will be very receptive of that argument today. Um, in the old days, it was one size fits all. You either here or there. Is that more and more difficult to administer? I mean, are, are we realizing the, the new world is not the old one again? Well, it isn't, but wait till we hit a recession and all of a sudden employers will be making a whole bunch of new demands and those employees who are off working from their homes are going to find themselves very dispensable hmm. and more likely to be terminated. They'll have to be paid severance pay. Most people would rather keep their job than have some severance pay, especially in a recession. And here's another issue that I think about a lot and everybody should. If you can work from home, then and you don't have to be in the office, then why doesn't the employer go with a good placement agent and find somebody in Bangladesh or the Philippines or mm. Brazil or anywhere in the world to find somebody as good as you who's happy to work from their home at 20% of your cost? Mm -hmm. You don't have to hire a Canadian. And that's the real risk employees are facing when they make themselves dispensable by not working in the office and being out of sight and out of mind. Obviously, we've we've lived through a, a pandemic, Howard. Uh, how, where do you see this, say, two to five years from now? I think most people are going to be back in the office again. Yeah. That's what I predict, because they're finding it, companies are finding it much more efficient and productive, and it's good for mentoring, it's good for teamwork, it's good for communications. And they're saying, some of them are still saying, oh, no, we like our people working from home. That's just a recruitment mechanism to keep people motivated. But again, when things start getting tough, they won't have to do that anymore. And the employers I talk to appreciate that employees are much more productive in the office, and that's what the stats are showing, too. Howard Levitt with us, senior partner, Levitt Sheik Employment and Labor Lawyers, offices in Hamilton and Toronto and across the country. Howard, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. It's my pleasure anytime. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.